it's such an honor to be home today. You know, at the beginning of the year, at work, they ask us most of the time, do you want your money to be deducted every month so that you can get your full bonus or you just want it half at the end of the year? And my response was that I prefer it not to be deducted at all. And I said, by August, I won't be here at work. And they were looking at me. And then year goes by. So when I, where I was working before, they said that there are changes. We were subcontract from, for, for Transnet. We're serving the employees of Transnet. And then they said this time around, they don't want the clinic to be open 24 hours. There's not going to be holidays. There's not going to be Sundays. There's not going to be overtime or anything. And they said some of us will lose our job or they will choose to go to the hospital because life is, there is hospitals for life. But we were at the clinic in an occupational setting. And for us, it was really shocking news when they say that to us. And we were very much stressed. Most of us, we were stressed. And for me, they said to me, they consulted us maybe three times or four times. And then they said to me, Togo, for you, you are lucky because you've got the job here. And the sister that was running that clinic before me does not have a job. She has to choose where she wants to go. But I'm saying she's been here. She's been running the clinic before I even came. And then they said, so, but you've got the job. Then I went home and I decided, I said, Lord, in the beginning of the year, I said, I won't be here by August. When, I, when they came back for the next consultation, I said, I'm sorry, I'm not taking this job. And they say, why talk? Because you've got it. I said, the workload from six sisters to, sisters to two sisters to about 700 employees. And I said, I can't take this offer because I'm not happy. I'm not going to be productive. I'm not going to be able to do what I'm supposed to do. So I might as well leave. And they were very furious at me. They said, how can you say that? I said, that's how I feel. They said, what are you going to do because you don't have another job? I said, the law that I'm serving is the God who opens the door for me. And then when the week went by, they consulted the other lady who was running the clinic. And they said, you've got the job. And I said, thank God. If this losing me, this job for you, you are getting the job, I am very much grateful. And then she continues running the clinic. And then when they called me, they called me towards the end of the month to sign some papers. And when I went there, they said, Togo, we want the money that we, 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 we were giving bursaries to go to, the, to, to, to further our education. I just took one year, not two years from them. And they said they want the money back. I said, you want the money back, but you said you are not going to penalize us if we do resign. They said, we want it back. Okay, I said, no, it's fine. Then the wind goes by, and they said to me, I'm not going to get paid. So when I'm thinking, I'm not going to be bad paid, the car, I'm not going to be able to pay for it, the place that I'm staying, and everything. And then they look at me, they say, Togo, we want our uniform, we want everything, the badge, everything. And I was sitting there, I was like, you know when you're getting emotional and at the same time say, Togo, calm down. I said, you know what? I am entitled to have this uniform. I am not going to give you this uniform. I am not bringing it back. And they said, you are not going to give you the, the certificate of service. I said, it's fine. You know when I went home, they, uh, before I went home, they asked me, where are you going to work? I opened my eyes. I said, I'm going to Joburg. 
I'm going to work there. They said, have you been hired? I opened my eyes and said, yes, I have been hired. Yet I was not hired anywhere. When I went home, I saw this ad on the internet and I applied. I said my CV and whatnot. They phoned me. They said, Togo, we want you to come up here in Newcastle so that you can start work on Monday. I was supposed to go to work on Monday to finish up the time that I was working there before I can look for something else. But I want to say for the first time in my life, I took a step of faith. If I was not a Christian, I was not going to do that because, you know, how can you leave the job when you have no other one? I was like, if it was the old Togo, Togo would not have done it. But I want to say the Lord that I'm serving is the grateful God. I, I am humbled. I am honored. I just run out of where to try to express. If he did it to me, he can do it to you. Sometimes it takes us to, you know, you, you keep on holding on to something that is in your hand, but it does not make you happy anymore. But when you let go of it, that's when the Lord will fulfill your hand with something that makes you happy. I am grateful and I'm saying, I am so grateful in the Lord. I don't know what to say, but I am humbled. I'm honored. And I thank you for people who prayed for me. Eileen, she knows that I would cry, but she would not see the tears, but my heart was aching. But I'm so happy that uh, I took this step forward of faith. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I'm here to claim that testimony. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, um, our family moved here, as you know, at the beginning of last year. And uh, we've just been so blessed to find Sarepta as our home, uh, where we can feel that we have known the love of God through this church. And over the last month or two, we've been through a very difficult time where, short, a story, long story short rather, um, I'm leaving Highbury at the end of the year. Um, so I'm looking for a job and I'm claiming your, your testimony there. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it hasn't been an easy time at all, but in the end, we're um, you know, parting ways. And um, so I'm out in the job market currently looking for something. But just a testimony in that is that how through all our trials and our temptations and our difficulties, the church is actually God's agency on, on this planet. And again, I just like you said, if, I wasn't, or if our family wasn't part of a church and this body in particular, I, I really wonder how we would have coped in these really, really difficult times. And what we've seen... Because God uses times and, and works through storms in our lives. And I just want to bear testimony to his faithfulness and the way in which he has drawn our family together. Um, I was so blown away that my... You, you know, our, our family, our spiritual family and our physical family, that's, that's, that's what matters. And, and our, our oldest son... Flew himself back from Stellenbosch in the week that this thing broke with his own money that he's earned in coaching rugby and all, just because he wanted to be with us. God's good. You know, and, um, and I look forward and I know that there, there's good stuff in, in store for us as a family. And I, and I just want to honor this body here, how. As we walk through our testimony, and we are walking in our testimony now, and, and, and I'm going to be sharing in a few weeks' time or sometime when the testimony actually opens and we can see what God has planned for us. But this church has been so faithful, 
It's been amazing. How many people, we've only been here for a year, not even a whole year yet. And how many people have come and spoken to us, given us words, prayed for us. And we just feel loved and cared for. Um, and I just want to honor you all for that. And that's God's love working through the body. And so let, let's hold on to that, people. Let's hold on to that. We are agents of God's love. We are beachheads in, in enemy territory. And together we will overcome through the power of, of God in our lives. So, so I, I, we are a testimony happening. And we look forward to telling you the end of that soon. Just on those lines, um, somebody invited me for tea a few weeks ago, and uh, she had been saying, can we have tea, since the beginning of last year when I first met her, when she was dropping off her son at Kersney, where my son goes to school. And uh, she eventually said, well, can we meet this last week? That was last Friday, a week ago. And I said, that would be wonderful. So we sat at Kauai having something to drink, and um, as we were having something to drink, she, somebody else passed by, and she said, oh, have you met Jenny? And so Jenny came and she sat down and apparently I had met her once but it was right at the beginning when we first arrived and I didn't know her and Jenny's words were to me the first things to me were how is Nicholas doing? I know he's writing maths at the moment now Nicholas is our youngest son who was busy writing mock matric and that was his final exam it was maths she knew what he was writing she said I am praying for him she said when I received the letter as a parent of Highbury I could see it wasn't as it said she said, I immediately phoned the head of Kersney and I said, are you taking care of Nicholas? Is he okay? She said, I've known every, every, every lesson, every exam that he's been writing over this last while and I'm praying for him. And th- that's God. He's put, put things on people's hearts and they've been obedient. Um, Nick hasn't been able to sleep because of what's been going on and yet he's been writing. And many people have been praying for him if I can just ask my boy to stand up, please come here. He's done his absolute darndest. And last Sunday I came home and he still, I thought that he might have been asleep still. But he said, Mom, I've been awake since half past six. I, I still haven't been able to go to sleep. I've been trying to. And I said, boy, what is it that's bothering you? He said, Mom, I've worked so hard. I've tried my absolute best. But in the exams I've been in a foggy state. And my mind would go to what's happening next year? What's just happened with Dad? Um, and I can't concentrate. And we've been praying through every single exam that God would write through him because he has done his absolute best. And on Friday, we received a letter from the head of academics at Kersney to say that Nicholas is ducks in 2016 for Kersney. And I, and I only give honor to God. I, mean, I say to him, God does reward your hard work, and he has worked hard. But if it wasn't for God... He would not be standing. If it wasn't for God, we would not be standing here. I just have a quick, not a testimony, but a word. And the Lord told me to read this, so I'm reading it. And your life will be brighter than the noonday. Its darkness will be like morning. And you will feel secure because there is hope. You will look around and take rest in your security. You will lie down and none will make you afraid. Hallelujah. Marvelous. All right. Last year during a quiet time, one morning with God, I just thought to myself, you know, I'm never going to use social media. 
I was always afraid of falling into that trap. I've seen so many people looking down all the time, and I thought, I'm not going to be one of those people. So no Facebook, no any of those things for me. And that was just weird, a thought that went through my mind. And then a voice said to me, oh, yes, you will. And I said, I beg your pardon. And, um, gee, my legs are shaking so much. Um, I beg your pardon. So he said, um, yes, you will. And I was given a title I never knew. And I already had a pen in my hand and a pad. So I just, it started to write and it was running. And at the end of it, I read almost like as if I hadn't written it. Um, a few of the blessings that we enjoy when God is in our lives, when we have a day-to-day -day relationship with him. And it begins, I never knew, <clears throat> that my heavenly father was so good, so gracious, so loving, and so kind. How could I? I never had a personal relationship with him. That my spiritual life was barren. That we're made up of mind, body, spirit, and soul. And just because we can't see it, it, I'm shaking so much. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist, and it's not happening all around us all of the time. How do we experience something we do not understand? That his word is the bread of life and food for the soul. <clears throat> that the Holy Spirit would lead and guide me. I was operating in my own strength and leaning to my own understanding. That if I was in trouble, I could call on his name and he would hear my cry and answer me. That it was possible for him to abide in me and me in him. To walk and talk with him and read his word that would be sown into my heart. That I was worthy to be his child, unworthy, a sinner like me. That he would love me always, even when I messed up. That he would see me as white as snow, without blemish or spot. And he would never leave me, nor forsake me ever. That I would come to experience love, joy, peace, and a grateful heart. No more pettiness, grudges, ill-feeling towards others, unforgiveness. That there would be a complete setting free of negative living. No more fear of any kind. For he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. That he knows and understands us better than anyone on earth, for he created us. He knows the number of hairs we have on our heads and he knows us by our names. He celebrates our joy with us, and is the God of all comfort when it comes to grief and pain. That miracles existed, but they do, and they happen daily in each of our lives, little and big ones. We miss them because our spiritual eyes of understanding are closed until we seek him and find him, and if we knock, the door will be open to us. Only then will we not miss the move of his hand in our lives. That God is a God of order, that his timing and ways are perfect. That while we wait for his answer, he grows patience in us. When we have his perfect answer, there is no way we could have done it better, 
even thought it out ourselves because he sees the big picture of our lives. We only see the now, this minute, that it's his will, not ours. He gives us everything we need, not everything we want, because he knows what's best for us. That without him, we can do nothing. All our needs are met in Christ Jesus. That with him in our lives, we can face the world boldly and confidently. That I would no longer seek man's approval, but God's only. About the power of prayer, that months after starting a journal, I would jump for joy at all the answered prayer requests long forgotten. He is faithful because he loves us. That it would become more of him and less of me. That spending time with him at the start of each day sets the tone. No matter what happens, he's right beside you. You're never alone. That the changes he makes in us are positive and take time. He always completes the good work he's begun in us. We are continually being set free from all negatives in our lives. He brings us into his marvelous light and fills our beings with it. That people will let you down, but God never does. That all the turmoil and chaos within is replaced with inner peace. That when we have a problem and keep our eyes on him, we remain focused and calm. As soon as we focus on the problem, we crumble and fall. That we are made new in him. Yes, brand spanking new. Different to the way we were before completely changed with good and positive things, that he would strengthen me and lift me up, that I would need him as much as the air that he has given me to breathe, that he would become the most important person in my life. Meeting him for the first time in a personal capacity is no different to meeting a person on earth for the first time. All we know about them are their names and what they look like, nothing else. The more time you spend with him in his word and prayer, the more you get to know him. Through each experience, your faith and trust grows. You can't help but fall in love with him. I never knew that I would find this incredible treasure. It supersedes all else. Seek him and you will find him. Knock and the door will be open to you. Hello, church. Um, uh, for the last year, I've been working from home, and um, I've had the privilege of being able to be at, be at home while um, uh, people come in, and it's still a new house, so we're still having things done to it. And every single, every single bunch of people that have come there, um, whether it be electrical or um, air conditioning or anything, have been Muslims. And... Um, I, I realize as I look at social media, the fear that is installed about the violence that is happening and of these people. So um, I just had an urge. The Holy Spirit prompted me to be bold. And as these guys are in my home, um, I just share Jesus with them. And initially they stare at you like deer in headlights. Like, what are you telling me? Don't you know who my God is? And I said, you know that heaven went bankrupt because God bothered to send his son Jesus, my God, who, who's a God of love. 
Can you say your God is a God of love? So the dialogue starts gently, and they chat. But um, there have been seven crews that have arrived there. Three of them have called me back and asked to come and see me because they want to discuss further what we discussed. So they came, and um, all individually, different, different things. And um, we discussed in earnest salvation. One guy just cried. He said, I've never heard this before in my life. And I thought, Lord, why are you sending Muslims to my house like this? You know, he says, you have a mouth. Be bold. So I encourage you all, <laughs> open your mouths and be bold and give an account for our joy. Um, there, there's so much power in that. And you don't know what happens. You sow seeds. And some of them take root. The Holy Spirit is all over that like a rash, I'm telling you. So it, it feeds people's lives. It changes lives. It transforms hearts. And I just get so excited. So the more, you know, like when you lose weight, you get excited to more, lose more weight. If you like telling people in the street. Now, when you see the impact that the Holy Spirit has on these lives, you're encouraged to... Go up to people that the Lord puts on your heart now. You know, that one. No, that one. That one needs to be told that Jesus loves them. That's all you have to do. You don't have to hammer them. Just tell them Jesus loves them. It's a game changer. I actually think it's all been said this morning, but I just wanted to share um, part of a psalm that was I've been mulling over, and it's well known, and, um, but I was reading it. Um, he will not let you stumble and fall. The one who watches over you will not sleep. Indeed, he who watches over Israel, he never tires and he never sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not hurt you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord keeps you from all evil and preserves your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. And what we've shared this morning is how he cares for us in each situation and because of the cross, we can grasp this word and apply it to our own lives and take strength and courage from it and sleep deeply and peacefully. <laughs> That's all. Jesus had just performed the incredible by feeding a whole thousands of people with a few loaves of bread and, and, and fish and um, after feeding them with the measly bits that he had he then slipped away unnoticed um, and went across the lake and the crowd were looking for him and found him the next morning and he said to them are you looking for me you're not even looking for me because I did because of the miracles. You're looking for me because you enjoyed the meal. And he said to them, don't, don't work for food that's, that spoils, but work for food that endures to eternal life. 
And so they ask him, well, uh, what must we do to do the work that God requires? And he says the work of God is to believe in the one whom he has sent. This crosses. I feel like I've been crucified here. It's like <laughs> um, the, so, so they ask him and say, well, clearly, though he was suggesting he was the one sent, so they need to believe. And so they say, well, what, are you, what sign, what miraculous sign are you going to give us uh, to convince us? Our forefathers ate manna, um, so what are you going to do? Jesus says, uh, it wasn't Moses that gave you food from heaven. It's my father that gives the true bread from heaven. And the true bread from heaven is he who comes from heaven and gives life to, life to the earth. And he who comes to me will never be hungry. And he who feeds on me will never be thirsty. And he says... I am the bread of life. And this bread is my body, which I will give. And so they're horrified. How, how, how can he say he's going to give us his, his body to eat? Um, so he's, he's, he says, your forefathers ate manna in the desert and they died. But he who eats this bread, he who eats this food will not die. And my, my body is real food. And my blood is real drink. If you will not eat my body, if you will not drink my blood, you have no life in you. So this morning we're going to just have a, a little time, just as, as we're seated, just as we work work with that um, we need to feed we need to eat the body of Jesus and we need to drink the blood of Jesus hearing that Jesus died that we can have a great life does not make it so we need to take hold of the truth of what he has done and provide the yes and the amen we need to take hold of that for which we have been taken hold of and Jesus says we do that through believing. And we do that through feeding on him and drinking his blood. Um, as Jesus was going to Jerusalem uh, for his last visit there, uh, he came and, and wanted to wash Peter's feet. And Peter uh, put his feet in his hands and Peter said, uh, you're not going to do that. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll wash your feet and hands, you're not going to wash mine. And Jesus said to him, unless you allow me to wash your feet and your hands, you have no part of me. So Peter says, well, in which case, wash me head to toe. Uh, Jesus says, you've already had a bath, you're clean. I just need to wash your hands and your feet. So as we go into time, and I want to focus on the blood. As we go into a time of drinking his blood, there's going to be a, we're going to go into a time of washing, washing your hands and feet. Um, 
my, my mom once told me as a kid that I need to go and have a bath. I, it was, there were people around. It was very exciting, and there was lots happening, and I was running around outside, and I was filthy. And she said, go and have a bath. So I ran inside, and I washed my feet and my hands. And I ran outside, and before she, she had hardly seen me go, and I was back again. And she said, I told you to go and have a bath. I said, I have a bath. Look, Mom, my hands and my feet are clean. And she looks at me and says, you need a bath. <laughs> so for those of us who had a bath, it's hands and feet. For those of us who have not yet had the bath, you need a bath. So we, we, we're going to go into the time of, of, of washing of hands and feet as we minister to our souls. So we're going to talk, have a conversation with ourselves. And just to help us that this isn't totally madness. Um, we can say to our hands, you are dirty, you need to be clean. And so we go, wishy-washy, wishy-washy, oh, your hands are clean. So we can look at our feet and say, our feet are dirty. And so we go, wap, wap, you are Wishy-washy, wishy-washy, you are clean. The psalmist says, why are you so downcast, O my soul? The psalmist says, be still, O my soul. The psalmist says, praise the Lord, O my soul. So we're going to have a conversation with our souls now. The soul and, and washing. The soul can be a bit unruly, and we need to bring order to the soul. And we do so through feeding and drinking. Psalm 131 is a beautiful picture of, of, work, of, of, of working with our souls. Uh, I do not concern myself with great and wonderful things, but I have stilled and quieted my soul. And there's this beautiful picture, like a weaned child sitting on its mother's lap, so is my soul within me. Like a weaned child sitting on its mother's lap, quietly not making demands. Like a weaned child. Quietly sitting on its mother's lap. So I have quietened and stilled my soul. So let us quieten and still our souls before the Lord and let us feed and drink. So as, as you're sitting, this is now... You're going to go from listening to active participants. We are now going to go into feeding and drinking in your seats, and then we'll, 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 we'll call, call forward to come and participate in, in what's in front of us here. Okay, so just stay seated, um, and I'm going to lead. Um, you may want to... You, 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 for, you, for, you, for this to be true in your life, you need, to, you need to say amen. So you might use that word, amen. Let it be. To me, according to your word, O oh Lord. Uh, you might want to use your own words. That's mine aren't working for you. And you use your own words to work, work in, in this area. But we need to now go into the area of belief. We need to activate faith. We need to activate our spirit as we submit to the washing of our souls. Because we are really clean. Those of us that had the bath, and there might be one or two that need to have a bath, in which case uh, we need to have a bath. Which, so for the, if we've had a bath, we will remember a few things. We will remember the bath that we've had. For those of you who haven't had the bath, this won't be a case of remembering. This will be a case of doing, of doing the bath thing. 
Okay, so let us just actively, just quietly sitting, just now go into, into prayer mode and let us engage with the Lord. Father, we thank you for what you have done. We thank you for what you have achieved for us. We remember that Jesus Christ died, the Lamb of God, a sacrifice for our sins. We remember that that sacrifice provided for our forgiveness. The blood was shed. Jesus' blood was shed. The Lamb of God, the blood was shed, providing for our atonement, providing for our peace with God, providing for the settlement of the debt. And we thank you for that work. And as we remember what you have done, so we drink forgiveness. As we wash our hands and feet in forgiveness, you have already forgiven us and we are clean. But as we've gone through the day and we've gone through the week, we've picked up stuff and we thank you. We just submit and drink the blood of forgiveness. We are forgiven. We are forgiven. And we drink forgiveness. We are forgiven. You do not hold sin against us. You have provided for that in the blood. And we drink the blood of forgiveness. We drink the blood of forgiveness and we drink cleansing. We thank you that we were declared righteous by that act. And we offer you our hands and our feet. And we just drink the blood of cleansing. We drink the blood of cleansing. Of washing. We drink washing. The blood of washing. We drink the blood of purification. As we are made pure by the blood of Jesus. As we say, Amen, let it be. Let it be. Let it be. And so we submit our conscience, any feelings of guilt, we wash. We submit to washing. Guilt be gone in Jesus' name. Be gone, guilt, in Jesus' name. A sense of being dirty, of being unworthy. Be gone. You are the enemy. Be gone. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We drink the righteousness of Christ. We drink righteousness. We drink purity. We drink love. We drink joy. We drink peace. We declare to our souls, be still, O my soul. The agitation within me, I declare to you, be gone. In Jesus' name. I drink the blood of cleansing, the blood of washing, and I wash agitation from my being. I wash the lack of peace from my being. Fear, I address you in the name of Jesus, and I declare to you, be gone in Jesus' name. And I drink the blood of cleansing, the blood of washing, as fear is washed from my being. Washed from my being. Washed from my being. I speak to a sense of inadequacy. 
I declare to you, go. Leave my, leave my consciousness and leave my thoughts. And I submit any sense of inadequacy to the blood of Jesus. And I drink. I drink his adequacy. I drink the love of God. I drink the forgiveness of God. I drink the cleansing. I, I, I remember that you have made me in your image. You have given me, you've taken the heart of stone and you've given me a heart of flesh made in your image. And you've found me pitifully filthy and dressed in rags and you have given me a new heart and I'm made again in your image and you took my rags and you've washed me. You've washed me and you have cleansed me and I remember this and I thank you for this. And you have washed me and so I drink washing. I drink the blood of washing, the blood of forgiveness, the blood of cleansing, the blood of purity. I speak to my desires and I submit my desires to the blood of washing. And I, every desire, you will conform to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Everything that is, that every little hint of darkness within the area of desire, I speak to you and I submit you to the blood of Jesus. Washing, cleansing, purifying, sanctifying. Thank you that you wash the darkness from me. O oh, my soul, I submit you to the light of God. I declare light to you and invade you with light in every darkness, every darkness that may manifest in a form of depression, every darkness, every sense of inadequacy. I speak against you in the name of Jesus and I drink the worthiness of God. Be still, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For I drink peace. I drink the peace of God, the peace of God that passes all understanding. I drink the peace of God. I drink the blood of peace. Agitation be gone. I do not know what tomorrow holds, and yet I go into tomorrow in the peace of God, a peace that passes understanding, a peace that is from you. And I drink in the peace. And rivers of peace may flow from my being. And I drink in joy. I drink laughter. I drink. I drink deep in my being. A sense of lightness. A sense of joy. I drink a smile. That from my being may radiate joy. And I speak against the frown. I speak against everything that would pull me down and I submit you to the blood of Jesus as I drink and as I drink and my soul will be washed in the blood of Jesus and so church as you come forward now to the table let's continue this time of activating the drinking and the feeding on the body of Christ provide the yes and the amen to you and feed and drink. So house church, if you just come in and, and, and help it, if the church come forward and help yourself to the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, I just had one more quick story to share. So I recognize some of your faces, um, but I'm pretty sure most of you don't recognize me. Um, that's because I, I live up in Joburg. Um, I'm down visiting a, a special girl. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, so just a, a quick, um, yeah, thanks. Word of thanks uh, for, for some healing. Um, so my housemate's boyfriend um, was involved in quite a serious car accident last year that left him sort of one notch away from being paralyzed. So he was in a wheelchair for a few months. Um, they managed to do some sort of corrective um, treatments, which, yeah, he was fine. And then this last week on Tuesday, he woke up and his sort of leg was just flapping in bed. And it was sort of, he couldn't control it. Um, they didn't know what was wrong. Um, he was admitted to hospital then. And, uh, yeah, I mean, both of them are, are seeking God um, in their journey, and he couldn't understand what was happening. And when I left on Friday, he just said to me, please pray for Devon. Um, and then literally now I just got a message to say that he can walk and he's fine. And he's leaving hospital. Doesn't need the surgery that he had planned. Yeah, so thank you. Well done, Tim. What a morning. What a rich morning. Oh, we better take up an offering. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not going to preach. I think you kind of guys have put me through, uh, every time that I have to preach, the night before I go through a whole lot of, I don't sleep well, I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about what am I going to preach on, and uh, the, how it's going to come across. But I had a sense in the week that it was about the cross, and it was about Jesus, and about Jesus being the center, the center of your life and my life. And so I thought, well, I'd put the cross in the middle. And I know it's kind of the cross gets in the way. And there is a sense as I thought about the cross, for those who don't know Jesus, it gets in the way. It get, we, we want to try and avoid the cross. We don't want to, we don't want to be, uh, we don't want to look to the cross because the cross means that we have to accept Jesus as our Lord. Not only as our, as, our, as our Savior, but also our Lord. We have to make Him King of our lives. So on the cross, we die. We died with Jesus. And the life you and I now live, we live because of Jesus. And so it's been about the cross, it's been about Jesus. And that's what life should always be. Jesus needs to be the center the center of your life and my life. Alex Hurtson preached a few weeks ago, and I think his last line was, there's no one like Jesus. There is no one like Jesus. No one. Let those words just keep echoing in your mind. There's no one like Jesus. No one who came and died. No God who came and died on the cross for us. There's no one like Jesus. And then last week, Jonathan talked about appointments. You and I have appointments. We have an appointment with Jesus in the sky. We have an appointment with Jesus at a banquet. And he ends off with these words. Are you ready? Are you ready? Have you RSVP'd to the, uh, to the invitation for that banquet? Have you made Jesus your Lord and Savior? And today, just what a beautiful day of just hearing testimonies and stories of Jesus being the center of your life. So, 
before we go, before we break, I want those people, I want Togo to stand up and I want the carols to stand up and I want the people around you. Anybody else need prayer today? I want you, there's a hand up at the back there. I want people to gather around. Those people, keep your hands up if you need prayer. And I want you guys to go and pray for them. And to bless them as families. Bless Togo. Are you going to live in Newcastle? No. No, no. We hear that. <laughs> let's, just, let's just pray. So gather around.